All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the station you turn to first for live team coverage of breaking news. 98.7 and 13.30 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Good morning, 7 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. Cleanup after a small tornado strike near Liberal. We have the story. A current and former deputy police chiefs have filed a lawsuit against the city of Wichita. I'm Dan O'Neill. Some federal officials say the coronavirus outbreak originated at a lab in China. I'm Ted Woodward. Those details just ahead. I'm KNSS, meteorologist and holiday. We have a clear and cool start to the morning here in south-central Kansas, with temperatures running above average again today. How warm do we get? Our full forecast is coming up. The National Weather Service says in a preliminary report that an EF0 tornado touched down in western Kansas Sunday night. The tornado was about 20 yards wide and was on the ground in Seward County, southeast of Liberal, for about three to four minutes. Seward County Emergency Management Director Greg Standard says one home suffered severe damage and dozens of others had uh, minor to moderate damage. We did declare a local disaster. Uh, We've passed that on to the state. And uh, largely at this point, for as uh, a matter of individual assistance, and uh, because we have a number of REC or rural electric cooperative lines that were damaged. The Red Cross is assisting the county to help those who were affected by the storm. Residents throughout Oklahoma are cleaning up and recovering after a series of tornadoes and storms impacted the state Sunday night. National Weather Service officials in Norman believe that one tornado consisting of winds up to 135 miles per hour touched down in the area, causing heavy damage. One resident of Norman telling Fox Weather. I can't believe this actually happens. You see it on the news, of course, and everything else. But to come out and see this, uh, it's just amazing to me. And one person was killed in that storm. One current and two former Wichita deputy police chiefs have filed a lawsuit against the city of Wichita and a number of co-defendants, including city manager Robert Clayton, city council member Brian Fry, and the Fraternal Order of Police. The lawsuit was filed Monday in U.S. District Court on behalf of Jose Salcido, Chester Pinkston, and Wanda Givens. The lawsuit outlines multiple counts, including discrimination and retaliation, defamation, as well as First and Fourteenth Amendment violations. They claim that the city and staff retaliated against them as they attempted to make changes after inappropriate text messages were sent between some officers. The city responded with a statement that says in part they're looking to vigorously defend their reputation in a court of law and provide evidence to counter the narrative that has, quote, been publicly shared to date. Dan O'Neill, KNSS News. A new report from President Biden's Energy Department says they believe the coronavirus originated from a lab in Wuhan. Fox's Kevin Cork reports. The Energy Department now has joined the FBI in saying, yep, 
The virus likely spread via a mishap at a Chinese lab. Meanwhile, the Chinese are pushing back. Here's what they're saying in a statement. A laboratory origin of the pandemic was considered to be extremely unlikely. Is a science-based, authoritative conclusion. Republicans are ready to pounce. In fact, some of the GOP lawmakers on the Hill say the Energy Department's assessment actually backs up long-held suspicions. And now they are urging the declassification of more evidence related to the outbreak. White House officials say there is no consensus on how the coronavirus started. The defense team for a former attorney accused of killing his wife and youngest son in South Carolina has rested its case. Judge Clifton Newman says jurors can go visit the murder scene at the Murdoch family home after the state presents a short reply case. The prosecution says they have four to five witnesses for that. The final defense witness to take the stand was Alec Murdoch's brother, John Marvin, who questioned law enforcement's handling of the case. He said he had to clean up his nephew Paul's brains from the dog kennel area the day after the murder. I felt like it was the right thing to do. I felt like I owed him, and I started cleaning a crime scene and blood spatter expert testified earlier whoever killed Paul with a shotgun would have been covered in tissue and blood. He said he believed there were likely two shooters. The murder weapons were never found. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. The Wichita City Council will hold a workshop today. Mayor Brandon Whipple tells KNSSU's money has been restored to a rebate program for citizens who purchase items to conserve fossil fuels and or water. We do have an item to uh, retroactivate those funds. So if you are someone who went out, purchased uh, one of these qualifying items, uh, turned in your receipt and was denied, and now you can actually get that rebate back because, of course, we want people to uh, utilize these rebate programs. Whipple commented during Mondays with the mayor on the Steve and Ted in the Morning Show on KNSS. KNSS News Time now, 7.04, four minutes past 7 o'clock. College men's basketball senior night in Lawrence tonight, and we'll talk about that coming up in sports. A Wichita man has been indicted on sex trafficking charges. That story and more just ahead on the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. The KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted, 708. Eight minutes past seven o'clock. A Wichita man has been indicted on sex trafficking charges in U.S. District Court. 30-year-old Marquise Anderson is charged with two counts of sex trafficking by force, fraud, or cor- or cor- cor- or coercion. Uh, coercion. Anderson allegedly coerced a woman to engage in commercial sex acts. The Wichita Police Department is investigating the case. An investigation for the New York Times found top U.S. brands are exploiting migrant children and child labor laws by forcing the children to work some of the country's most grueling jobs. Well, some of the employers named in the report include Cheerios and Fruit of the Loom. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre defending the Biden administration's response. To say that we have not taken this seriously after I just laid out what the Department of Labor has done over the past several months in particular, uh, I think uh, would, uh, you know, would, uh, would be inaccurate. The Department of Health and Human Services claims they were checking in on all minors who were believed to be living with a sponsor, but the Times found the agency couldn't contact more than 85,000 children over the past two years. Sue Gosman, Fox News. The White House sets a deadline for government agencies to remove the social media app TikTok 
from all devices. The White House is following through on a ban implemented by Congress late last year that requires federal agencies to remove TikTok from all government devices. In guidance released Monday by the Office of Management and Budget, all agencies have 30 days to wipe TikTok from their devices. Several agencies, including the White House, Pentagon, and Homeland Security, had already banned TikTok from government devices prior to the ban from Congress, citing national security concerns over the Chinese-owned social media app. Meanwhile, the House Foreign Affairs Committee is set to vote on a measure today that would give President Biden the authority to ban TikTok from all U.S. devices. In Washington, Angel Fox News. A Canadian woman facing backlash online after her response to a long line at a fast food drive-thru. Perhaps the only thing more grating than an overplayed commercial jingle is when the drive-thru line is too long. An unnamed woman in Manitoba wanted the royal treatment at a Burger King, so she dialed 911 and demanded the Royal Canadian Mounted Police respond and hurry up the line. It's unclear if she was arrested for misusing the emergency service, but the Mounted Police tweeted, We realize you aren't you when you're hangry, but it's not a valid reason to dial 911. Tom Graham, Fox News. KNSS News Time now, 710, 10 minutes past 7 o'clock. Traffic right now in the Wichita area. Well, actually, things looking pretty good on the Wichita roadways right now. Not really seeing any big traffic tie-ups. Some pretty heavy traffic volumes here and there, uh, but really not seeing anything slowing down too badly at this time. Traffic update from 98.7 at 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. Well, those drive throughs can just seem like they take forever sometimes. Folks can get a little impatient, but I don't recommend calling 911 to see if they can get, get any faster. All right, let's check the KSN Storm Tracker 3 forecast. It's not the library helplines for emergencies, people. <laughs> With Kansas Today meteorologist Ron L. Williams. Good morning, Ron L. Hey, good morning, Stephen Ted. How you guys doing? Good. good. Fine. You know, I, I, I just got to throw this out there real quick. It, it's one of those things where it's like, you know what? It could always be worse. You guys uh, mentioning uh, some of those drive through lines, how they can be long at times. But uh, it, what what would make it even worse, though, is if you... You, you really got to use the bathroom. You know what I mean? Like, it, that's why I say it could, it could always be worse. Just, you know, take your time. There's somebody, you know, back behind the counter, back behind the window, working just like we go to work every day. And, yeah, again, just uh, make sure that you empty that bladder first. And <laughs> I, I guarantee you'll have a uh, a much better experience, even oh, if it does take a little, a little long out yeah, there. Appreciate that health advice. Thank you so much. <laughs> no problem now going from health advice to the weather it was gorgeous yesterday you know I, I really hope you guys um enjoyed monday even though it was a monday i feel like the weather you know made things uh bearable when it comes to everybody getting back into their weekly routines uh temperatures well into the 60s we're gonna see the same thing today uh seeing just as much sunshine as well uh the chill out there this morning not really all that bad but now that the sun is coming up uh we'll uh, begin to see those temperatures rebound here pretty soon expecting a high of 67 degrees with that mostly sunny sky and easterly breeze switching out of the southwest at 10 to 20 miles an hour so we still will have some of that wind winds have been fairly light out there so far but maybe picking up a little bit more i don't expect it to be too gusty of a day though we'll see a few more clouds move in tonight 
with a low of 36 degrees. Once again, able to stay above freezing. And winds a little bit lighter compared to what we'll see happen today. Partly cloudy skies tomorrow, staying mainly dry. But usually when we have increasing clouds and skies aren't as blue, we know that something is headed our way in our next system slated for Thursday. So we'll stay dry Wednesday. Cooler air going to begin to spill back into the area. We'll only go from 67 today down to 59 tomorrow. Cooler but still pleasant out there for the first day of March. And then Thursday, this is going to be the, the big shakeup for our week. Down to 45 degrees for a high. So feeling more of that winter chill. We'll have a mostly cloudy sky and also a 50% chance of rain, mainly early in the day. Can't completely rule out a rumble of thunder either. And then we'll have a chance of rain mixed with snow by the time we get into our Thursday evening and Thursday night. By the time we get up early Friday morning, it does look like a lot of that moisture is going to be gone, but we may still have to keep an eye on road conditions. So I just want you to keep that in mind. Moisture Thursday, maybe needing to keep an eye on our roads Friday, even though skies will begin to clear back out. A uh, high of 50 degrees on Friday, and we'll bounce back even more over the weekend. 56 on Saturday, 61 on Sunday. It looks like things are going to stay mild and dry all the way into the start of next week. Right now, we're at 38 degrees, though. Northeast wind at 9 miles an hour, and... Not really seeing a whole lot of cloud cover. Safe to say that skies are pretty clear out there to start the day. All right. Thank you, Ron L. That's the KSN Storm Tracker 3 forecast with Kansas Today Meteorologist Ron L. Williams. Steve and Ted in the morning here on KNSS 714 on this Tuesday morning. But as we said, a beautiful sunny day across central Kansas Monday. High, high temperature 68, normal high 53. Oh, wow. You, you couldn't beat it's that. It's spring, man. Wow. Okay, on this, this is the last day of February, the 28th, and on this date in 2013, Benedict XVI became the first pope in 600 years to resign, ending an eight-year pontif pontificate. Benedict was succeeded the following month by Pope Francis. Who is still there. He's still there. He's on, he's on the job. And on this date in 2009, sad day for many of us in the broadcast business, Paul Harvey, the news commentator and talk radio pioneer, whose staccato style made him one of the nation's most familiar voices, died in Phoenix at the age of 90. What a legend. Yeah. He'd been on the air for a couple, three minutes every day doing every commentary, day. news and commentary. And, and uh, his beautiful blue eyes. He'd, and I think it was from Salina or Tulsa or somewhere. I, like many other millions of people, listened every day to what Paul Harvey had to say. See what Paul Harvey say. had to say. Yep. Yeah, he was he was a dandy. And uh, by the way, when he came to town in the seventies, I had a chance to talk with him a little bit, and that was a high point. Got to talk with him, and just as nice as he could be, just as friendly and nice as he could possibly be. And then uh, later on, when I started working here, I got the chance to meet uh, Bill Curtis, and uh, what was the guy's name on CBS we had on for years and years? Charles Osgood. Charles Osgood. I, I talked with Charlie one night for a while. Those are giants, but Paul Harvey was the best. Died on this date in 2009. Of course, he did those national newscasts. And then he also did the little feature he did called The Rest of the Story, the where he would story. tell a fairly long story, yeah. but, and then there would always be a punchline at the end about who it was he's been yeah. talking about or some little twist that you didn't see coming. And, and he now was, you know. And, then he was, and now you know the rest, the rest of, the story. of the story. He taught me what he taught me about delivery was the pause. Oh, he was the pause. brilliant was the at king, it. King of the Just pause. brilliant. Paul Harvey, good day. Yeah. Always was mm -hmm. one beat longer than I thought mm -hmm. it should be. All right, Ted, let's talk a little bit about the, a little bit about the weather here. We had to, 
this tornado down uh, by Liberal, an EF0. So that's on the Fujita scale, which goes to five, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I checked it out. Wind speed on an EF0 is 65 to 85 miles per hour. Considered a very small tornado. A small tornado, but it can do some damage. And it, it can. did. Yes, it, it did. Can. Uh, it's, it's nothing you want to mess around with, but uh, I think I've been out in. The car when the wind speeds were pretty close to sixty, but uh, yeah, you don't no you don't want to be out there around something like that. Nobody was killed. Good, good. that's good. We down in Oklahoma though we had one or two casualties, two couple of fatalities regarding the. the, the but those were down stronger there. tornadoes. Yeah, in they Oklahoma. were. They yeah. sure were. All right, and one of them going in just south of uh, uh, Norman there, or through the south part of Norman, where the the, the national uh, weather center is for. Predicting four tornadoes. Uh, 717, Steve and Ted here on KNSS. And uh, let's take a look at sports this morning with uh, Ted Woodward. Ted? Yeah, we have uh, college basketball action tonight up in Lawrence at Allen Fieldhouse for third-ranked Kansas. And for the Jayhawks, it is senior night. Last home game of the regular season. Jayhawks are on a six-game winning streak. They are atop the Big 12 Conference standings. And they are hosting Texas Tech this evening. The Red Raiders come into Lawrence. Tech has only won one game ever in Allen Fieldhouse. One win, 21 losses. It's not been a good road trip almost ever for the Red Raiders. FanDuel has KU as a a 9.5-point favorite coming into this one. KU has won its senior night home finale 39 years in a row. Quite a streak. Yeah, Jayhawks will be saying (laughs) goodbye to their seniors, Kevin McCullough Jr. and Jalen Wilson. Live coverage of KU men's basketball begins at 6.30 tonight. The game will tip off at 8 o'clock tonight for Senior Night in Allen Fieldhouse. Listen live on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. The college men's basketball rankings coming out yesterday. We're getting towards the end of the season. Houston is your number one ranked team in the nation. Alabama is ranked number two. Kansas is now ranked number three in both polls, moving up a spot this week in the coaches' poll. Jayhawks, the defending national champions, are 24-5 and on the season. And Kansas is getting 13% of the first-place votes in the Associated Press poll. Kansas State is now ranked 11th in the nation in both polls, moving up five spots this week in the coaches' poll. K-State with a record of 22-7 and on the season. We did mention that Houston is ranked number one in the nation. Guess who Houston's next game is against? Wichita State. That'll be Thursday night. First time in 55 years the Shockers have played the number one team in the nation on the road. So we'll be looking at that later in the week. We have high school basketball going on all over the state in sub-state action. Class 5A girls tonight. It's Cape and Mount Carmel at Hayes. Season on the line. Both teams with winning records. That'll tip off at 6 this evening up in Hayes. We have an all-City League matchup in boys' play in Class 6A tonight. Wichita South at Wichita Northwest. Both teams with winning records. The season on the line at 7 o'clock tonight. In Class 2A, girls, sub-state quarterfinals. Tonight we have Conway Springs at Garden Plain. Again, both these teams have winning records, and the season is on the line between these two. That should be a good girls' game tonight in Garden Plain as we have sub-state high school basketball all over the place. College men's basketball, the championship game of the KCAC tournament last night at Hartman Arena. It was 22nd-ranked Southwestern beating Bethel 83-74. And with that win, the mound builders of Southwestern advance into the national tournament later on next month. Southwestern's on a four-game winning streak right now. They will enter the national tournament with a record of 25-6. and 
And a happy birthday today to Kansas City Royals new relief pitcher, Aroldis Chapman. He's 35 years old today. The Royals signed the hard-throwing reliever, Cuban, to a one-year contract. Back in the day, he was known to throw upwards of 104, 105 miles per hour. He's still got velocity that gets him into triple digits on some pitches. He's lost some of his speed as a 35-year-old, but he can still throw pretty hard. We'll see how he does this year with the Royals in the bullpen. Happy birthday to Royals reliever, Aroldis Chapman. He is 35 today. And that's sports with Stephen Ted. 721 now. Keep it here for a house call for house call for health. Uh, this is Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month. That's coming up, Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast baseball is in full swing nba playoffs are heating up and your nfl team is gearing up for training camp listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the odyssey app the biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Good morning, Steve McIntosh, Ted Woodward, 7.30 here on this Tuesday morning, 39 degrees. President Biden is heading to Virginia today to talk about health care. The White House says President Joe Biden is set to be in Virginia Beach to discuss affordable health care. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre says the president will use the trip to highlight how congressional Republicans would raise health care costs. Some Republicans have called for repealing Democrats' 2022 climate change and health care bill known as the Inflation Reduction Act, which capped insulin costs at $35 a month for seniors on Medicare and also brought about measures meant to bring drug prices down. Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. A Wichita woman sentenced to more than 27 years for a fatal shooting in the spring of 2020. 38-year-old Bobby Williams was arrested at the time along with two others, for the shooting death of Blake Mayers. Investigators say Mayers and Williams, along with 51-year-old William Moore and 28-year-old Jesse Sweeney, were allegedly at a home smoking methamphetamine together when a fight broke out and Mayers was fatally shot. 
A witness said Moore went to another room and came back in with a handgun and pointed it at Mayers. A fight followed and Sweeney helped pin Mayers to the ground. Moore says he then handed the gun to Williams. Trials for Moore and Sweeney will be scheduled at a later date. Dan O'Neill, KNSS News. A Wichita man has been sentenced for shooting at police officers during a protest in June of 2020. According to the Office of the District Attorney, 30-year-old Henry Parker was sentenced to 25 years in prison for firing multiple shots at officers in North Wichita during a protest in 2020 after the death of George Floyd. Court documents say in the early morning of June 2nd, 2020, officers from the Wichita Police Department were in the area of 900 West 21st attempting to disperse an unruly crowd. The crowd refused to leave, resulting in a SWAT officers deploying tear gas. And shortly after... One of the officers in the riot line came under gunfire from the crowd. Several rounds skipped off the ground around the officers, and two riot helmets worn by officers were struck by bullets or fragments, according to court documents. The president of Ukraine has a downbeat assessment of the state of the war on the Eastern Front. Russian forces have been trying to take Bakhmut for six months, and Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky admits the situation in the city is getting more and more difficult. In his latest video address, Zelensky says the enemy is constantly destroying everything that can be used to protect our positions. Bakhmut's capture would help Russia's attempt to control the entire Donetsk region. President Zelensky is renewing his call for the West to supply modern warplanes to help protect Ukrainian territory. Jonathan Savage, Fox News. A man in Florida is under arrest. It's, he wore a unique outfit to the Capitol riot. It's not often you see someone sporting a panda bear head at a protest. But the FBI says Jesse Rumson was doing exactly that at the nation's capital on January 6, 2021. And it's earned him the moniker Sedition Panda. Agents say they identified Rumson via surveillance video when he removed the panda head and looked at the camera. The video also shows the panda man walking up the steps of the Capitol and inside the building, carrying a flag and a camel backpack. Agents say at one point, Rumson grabs an officer's face shield and forces the officer's head back. Rumson is now facing multiple charges. Tom Rigotti, Fox News. The Wichita City Council will hold a workshop today. Mayor Brandon Whipple tells KNSS News the council will hear, or hear a report on the city's fireworks policy. Folks who are saying, hey, we should have less restrictions on fireworks, uh, I can see it from their point of view and then the folks who you know say hey these are actually dangerous in our urban core and of course we have a lot of dogs and folks who um you know we have larger population particularly folks who uh, uh who are older who, who uh, might be sleeping during the time when some of these fireworks are going off whipple commented during mondays with the mayor on the stevens head of the morning show on knss and now we'll look at the forecast with knss staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. This spring-like weather pattern is going to continue the next couple of days, but big changes are on the way Thursday and Friday. We will start out with some rain on Thursday afternoon with a transition to snow. Sunshine today, breezy at times, cool this morning with this afternoon's high 68, or overnight low 37. Wednesday, our high near 60. I'm KNSS, meteorologist Dan Holliday. Yeah, we have a few clouds and uh, 39 degrees and east wind at 9 miles per hour. 734, Stephen Ted in the morning here on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, 2023's Happiest Cities in America. Wallet Hub drew upon the various findings of positive psychology research in order to determine which among more than 180 of the largest U.S. cities is home to the happiest people hmm. in America. 
They examined each city based on 30 key indicators of happiness, ranging from the depression rate to the income growth rate to average leisure time spent per day. Who came in number one, Ted? Boise, Idaho. Fremont, California. Oh, okay. Mm. San Jose, number two, in California. Madison, Wisconsin, number three. Ever been to Madison? I have. Nice town. Nice town. Yeah, when it's not winter. Yeah. Number four, Overland Park, Kansas. Oh, the OP. OP always gets in on there. Wallet Hub loves. Yeah. Somehow their metrics love the OP. They love OP. Well, I mean, it's it's a great place. It's a nice place to live. Number five, San Francisco, down at the bottom. Ooh. I'll just give you number 182. Expensive to live there. Uh, Detroit, Michigan is the worst, the unhappiest place. Hmm. Now you say, what about Wichita? Well, Oklahoma City comes in at 133, and Tulsa comes in at 155, and Wichita comes in above those folks at 131. I think we should get a big sign out on the edge of town. Wichita. There are 130 towns happier than we are. Yeah, Wichita, the 131st happiest (laughs) city in America. Oh. Maybe not. No. Okay. 735 now, Stephen Ted. Time for our Tuesday morning weekly chat with Sedgwick County Commission Chair Pete Meitzner. Good morning, sir. I am so happy. It's not something that I go around saying, you know, I'm pretty happy today. Have you ever no, seen me do that, Ted? Not really. No. Uh-uh. I like to bellyache and gripe quite a bit. But I wonder where we are on that one. Call Wallet We'll find out. Hey, so so do we have a do we have a county commission meeting tomorrow? Uh, yes, sir, we do. Oh, yep. it's, I mean, it's, it's uh, packed with uh, a lively conversation and interesting topics, right? Yeah, kind of routine stuff. Although there's a you know big, big stuff is you know somebody wants to put a 195 foot wireless you know tower outside of Derby in the in the county, and that's got a little attention. I guess you they can build them for 160 foot without any problem, but when you go over that, it it goes into some zoning stuff. So I'm as long as it doesn't run into any of, the, of our tankers, you know, landing at McConnell. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, th- uh, those uh, things, yeah, those but, things are kind of controversial, though. Uh, they used to have been here in town, haven't they? Yeah, they they can be. They sure can be. So uh, it's, uh, but at the same time, at the same people are, a lot of people are complaining that they don't have, you know, mm-hmm. broadband, broadband, right. you know, one house has four wireless, you know, between the kids and the, and everybody, they got four or five wireless tools going on between phones and games and, inter, you know, computers. So it's a challenge to, to deliver the, the wireless world, the uh, broadband, but Okay. I think it's it's good. It's progress. So, and yeah, what else is going on? Well, we do. Uh, we have a federal uh, uh, legislative platform. It's not, you know, it's kind of earth moving at the federal level. But our uh, our lobbyist at the federal level, he's also the same for the city, and he does a nice job in working uh, within all the departments to help. Of course, he knows the senators and the congressman's office, but uh, he works hard on the uh, uh, with within the departments. And you know, he helped he helped he worked hard to help us secure the fifty one million at Wichita State and uh, and some other things. And of course, naturally, he's he's real deep in helping support me and us with the with the Amtrak uh, extension. That's you know that that application is due in March, which is 
next, you know, in about 10 days. So uh, we're coming down to some crunch time on, on that could be a big deal. could be a lot of fun. And then, and then we got a we get a quarterly financial report and, uh, and then there's some other little housekeeping stuff. But other than that, it's pretty, could be pretty calm. I think and they're pretty close. Uh, I saw something, I think this morning that they're fairly close on, on uh, finalizing these tips requests and which has an impact on the new uh, Integra plant, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a uh, really important. Uh, the, the chips uh, is the federal program that's, that's uh, supporting uh, basically onshoring uh, the manufacturing and the delivery of, of microchips that go into everything from, you know, the car, your cell phone, even that fish on the wall that you know turns out and says you know, things to you, things like that. So the bass, is Billy bass. bass, Billy Bass, right? <laughs> there you go. There you go. I, I knew Ted would know that. Uh, for a minute here, I thought you were talking about Jack Oliver, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> but every, about everything's got a little chip in it. And, uh, yeah, that's right. And I know I'm, we're kind of joking, but it is important. There's only like three percent of chips are made in the United States. And so mainly it's Taiwan and, uh, is the manufacturer and, you know, they've got their issues with China. And, uh, I think it's good that, that, that our country is focusing on, uh, on this. We do know how to manufacture stuff in this area as we've talked before. And so, um, I'm really happy for Integra. It's, it's employee owned. It's not real visible, but there's 250 employees there. And, and, uh, they they do a really nice job, so I'm we're we're supporting them. They that they should. Oh, I'm trying to think of the timeline on that. The chips really they're not even accepting the applications yet. It's any day, and then so we were hearing uh, the end of summer or in the fall is when uh, we could hear the good news on that. Really? Okay. So yeah. I, we've got three plants here in Kansas that we're looking at to make chips and or manufacturer chips. How about have you heard any other states around Oklahoma apply for a couple or do you do yeah, we know? Well, you know, um, Cal- California and New York of all places sure, are getting sure. get a lot of, they get a lot of attention. And, uh, but there is a pretty good movement that, that the heartland is, uh, uh I think we're getting recognized as, is uh, uh, the, in the heartland, the middle of the country is, is a place of, you know, solid workforce and, and um, obviously, it's away from the coasts and, and some of the some of the weather issues that go on there and other things. And quality of life is good, and workforce is good, so uh, stable. Let's call it, and, and that uh, it's helpful, very helpful. So we'll get some attention. All right, month of February is over, uh, so we've gone through President's Day, Valentine's Day, and March. Uh, we got any? Dan, have we got any uh, holidays? Easter, I guess, is coming up. Is it in Not March till this April. year? Till April? Okay. So we did have, of course, we had a little weather the other night and uh, kind of reminded us that uh, the, the sirens work. And uh, we're, I know those folks at, at the county and, and from emergency preparedness, I know they're ready for this. They, they say all year round they're studying and, and practicing for the, this kind of thing. And we just hope nothing bad happens. But on the other hand, it's good to be prepared. I've always felt like the folks in Sedgwick County uh, in emergencies, in the emergency situation, those folks are always uh, on top of things and they're ready to go anytime. Yeah, the uh, Emergency Operating Center, EOC, it, it does a, a really good job uh, coordinating with so many 
so many uh, support agencies, you know, fire, police, ambulance. Yeah. They're kind of the they're they're the nerve center of a of a of a crisis, uh, a big a big crisis that would happen. Tornado. As a matter of fact, uh, I think the anniversary of the Andover tornado is coming up sometime. I think so. Yeah. I, I just got invited, and so um, <laughs> um, yeah, they, it's. Uh, I remember when we were growing up, you know, these we had to learn how to you know get under your desk, and yep. get in the yep. hallway during a tornado, and crouch down. And, and uh, things have changed a little bit on the, on that stuff. So, and then when we got older, when we became teenagers, when that came up, it was just, you ran out on the front porch to look. So, yeah, the sirens are going off. Hurry up! <laughs> yeah, what's that? Hey, listen, just before I let you go, the, the chips thing. Uh, when do you think we'll know something about that? Did you say later this year or? Uh, yeah, I think third quarter into summer. Really? Third quarter. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's it's a competitive. No yeah. It's competitive, but we have. Oh. Uh-oh. Oh, we'll keep our fingers crossed on it. Hey, thanks for being with us, uh, Mr. Meister. Hey, I, I wrote you... a uh, chip script oh, skit for Gridiron yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How's it go? I think it's pretty. I don't want to give away the punchline. <laughs> But oh, I, I was I was giggling as I wrote it, so I think it's all. I think right, it's pretty if, funny. If you if you're giggling, I think I did a good job. Giggle meter was going. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. That's our weekly chat with Sedgwick County Commissioner Pete Bush. Is he back? Yeah. Well, we're almost. Yeah. All I wanted to say was Sorry goodbye. You know. I okay. <laughs> Hope you have a good one. Well. well yeah, yeah. Well, I just get I just get say on the chips act or the chips uh, application is. We look good because our, our federal delegation and our governor and our state and all of our businesses, this is a, uh, it's a lot, uh, it's a good team effort. And everybody's on the same page. We don't have any, any naysayers that are there. So that, that helps as well. Now, Pete, um, well go ahead, sir. Go ahead. You better improve that communications tower so your phone won't drop on yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Well, yeah, that's right. Hey, are you, by the way, you planning to go to Gridiron this year? Yeah, I'd like to go. Uh, it's Ted. Uh, there's nothing, no, no zingers thrown my way, is there? No promises. No. 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 You don't live in Hayesville, do you? No. <laughs> well, I grew up south of Pond Hayes. There you go. Okay. All right, sir. Now, by the way, just uh, one final note. They, the uh, uh, the commissioner the, the, who had the twins the other day. Uh, yeah, Sarah Lopez. Yeah. yeah. Did, yeah. She, did she yeah. name them Steve and Ted, or do you know? <laughs> no, no. They are just, they are, you know, nothing like a, a, a pair of twin girls, you know, showing <laughs> no. up. Maybe, oh, my okay. gosh, they are. They are really precious. I'll bet. You know, everybody's, vo- everybody's voice goes up. Oh, oh, look at that. Dad. Yeah, that's the way. <laughs> it goes up. So yeah. It's good. All right, sir. Thank you. We'll check with you next week. Sandrine County Commission Chair Pete Meister, Stephen Head of the Morning here on KNSS. And coming up, a Wichita Business Journal update. New problems with Boeing 787 deliveries may not last long. That's coming up, Stephen Ted, here on KNSS. Stephen Ted in the Morning, KNSS. Three big things. Three. One current and two former deputy police chiefs file suit against Wichita City officials alleging discrimination and retaliation. Two. Northeast U.S. dealing with heavy snow warnings. Now one person dead after a tornado in western Oklahoma. One. Cleanup underway after small tornado causes damage 
near Liberal in southwest Kansas. Three big things, Steve and Ted on KNSS. The gasoline prices in Wichita this morning, uh, actually no change. Haven't seen any change for around around a week or so now. Uh, two ninety nine a gallon. That does appear to be an average out there. There you might see a station here or there a little bit more, a little bit less, but uh, two ninety nine a gallon does appear to be pretty common. Traffic update from ninety eight seven and thirteen thirty KNSS. It's brought to you by Joe DeBrava and Carl's Goodyear Tire, located downtown at Market and Waterman. And online at carlstire.com, your home for complete car care. Sunny today with a high of 66 degrees. Mostly clear tonight, the overnight low 36. Wednesday, mostly sunny, a bit cooler. Tomorrow's high 56 degrees. Now a few clouds, 39 degrees, and east wind at 9 miles per hour. Hatman Jacks, the nation's third largest hat store, can help you find just the right hat for any lifestyle. With the change in season coming soon, make sure you're ready for any kind of weather. Hatman Jacks is open Monday through Saturday just north of Riverfront Stadium at the Clock Tower in Delano. Stephen Ted of the Morning, stocks closed up Monday following their worst week of 2023. Stocks picking up as durable goods orders fell more than expected in January, and that signaled to traders that rate hikes could slow. But another economic indicator showing strength. Pending home sales surging 8.1% in January. That's the biggest gain since June 2020. The market's now anticipating three back-to-back quarter-point rate hikes that would lift the Fed funds rate to 5.25% by mid-June. In New York, Jerry Willis, Fox News. The Dow closed up 72 points, the S&P up 12, and the Nasdaq also up by 72 points. And let's take a look at local business news from the Wichita Business Journal. Both Boeing and Wichita-based Spirit Aerosystems rebounding on Wall Street yesterday amid investor sentiment that new problems with the 787 Dreamliner won't last long. Boeing revealing last week it had again halted deliveries of the new 787s because of an analysis error related to the forward pressure bulkhead. It's a portion of the forward fuselage section that is manufactured locally by Spirit. While Spirit last week said it was too soon to assess that the error was on its end, investment analysts have largely since determined the issue shouldn't be a cause for much worry. Plans for a new downtown child care center took a major step forward this week with the demolition of a building to clear the site for construction to start likely early next year. Located at 718 South Topeka at the on-ramp to Kellogg, the former Chico's Used Cars Building came down Friday to make room for Center City Academy, an early child development center run by a nonprofit organization of the same name that's expected to serve 100 children from infants up to five years old. It'll be a $6 million, 13,000-square-foot facility that aims to help address Wichita's shortage of child care availability. Evergy is the largest electricity provider in Kansas. Evergy reporting quarterly financial results, topping analyst expectations. Company also providing earnings guidance for this year and discussing its spending plans. The company's adjusted quarter four earnings from last year of 30 cents per share, $69 million, both significantly topping the fourth quarter from 2021 of 14 cents per share, $33 million, and beat analyst estimates of around 26 cents adjusted earnings per share. And that's local business news from the Wichita Business Journal. And today is World Spay Day. Uh, annually claim aims to uh, decrease stray pet populations by increasing awareness of the importance of 
spaying and neutering programs. And uh, who was a big fan of the late Bob Barker? Was he a, He's still alive? Is he still alive? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> what, what was the show he did? Truth or Consequences he did in the old the days. The Price is Right. Price is Right. And, and he was a big fan. He always mentioned Huge. That. Yeah. Huge animal rights guy. Around the world, a variety of effective programs reduce stray populations. These programs target both strays in neighborhoods and in shelters. Millions of unwanted dogs and cats, however, are euthanized every year. So, you know, if you really like dogs and cats, you better take care of it and do what needs to be done. That World Spay Day. Yeah, and Drew Carey has continued that tradition is he, is he giving that, that announcement that at the end of every episode of The Price is Right. All right. Well, I'm a believer on the pets I've had. I've had... We've had the cats and dogs. We've had them neutered and, mm-hmm. and took them home. And it certainly they, can they help just, the problem. It, it helps to solve the problem there. All right. Uh, coming up the 8 o'clock hour, stay with Steve and Ted here in the 8 o'clock hour this morning. We have the latest on tornado cleanup in southwest Kansas. Ted has sports on the way, right, Ted? Yeah, we'll take a look at senior night action in Lawrence tonight for Kansas men's basketball. We'll preview that game coming up in sports. Plus entertainment news. The Blur is on the way. Massive edition of The Blur. Massive. Yeah. There are some unbel- <laughs> some big occurrences this day in history and, of course, last night's audio from The Bachelor. Ooh. So it's a jam-packed episode of The Blur. Do not miss it at 8.35 this morning. And we have traffic and weather in the 8 o'clock hour with Steve and Ted on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 